0: Hi, it's Safa from Ontario Tech University presenting WUS, World University Services of Canada. I am currently the president and I'm here with Gajani from CTYA and she is also the president who's going to be speaking with us. So can I just get started and first ask you to briefly introduce yourself and explain your connection with the Tamil community?
1: Thank you so much, Safa, for the introduction, and thank you so much for having me on today's podcast. So my name is Gajani Baskernaden, and I am currently serving as the president of the Canadian Tamil Youth Alliance, commonly referred to as CTYA. CTYA is a federally registered nonprofit organization that was founded in 2009. Our organization aims to empower and educate Tamil youth to become outstanding leaders in society. Our team is made up of volunteers from the ages of 13 to 30. CTYA is made up of a democratically elected body of representatives that form the executive members and board of directors of the organization. CTYA serves the youth community through campaigns and events hosted under our five councils: the Arts and Culture Council, the Athletics Council, the Education and Career Development Council, Human Rights and Advocacy Council, and Tamil Nation Development Council. Some of the events that we have hosted is Talam, the largest Ghana dance competition in North America, where over 250 50 dancers come together on one stage and attract an audience of a 1,000 people annually. We also host Top Talents, which is an awards program that provides $500 bursaries for outstanding Tamil youth who are flourishing in various fields. We also host the Tamililam Challenge Cup for uh, volleyball, soccer, and cricket. Over 500 Tamil athletes come together to compete for the Tamililam Challenge Cup. We have day-long tournaments throughout the year and we have annually run these tournaments for over 11 years. Most importantly, CTY has established Talambaham. At Tamil Genocide Memorial Museum, the word Talambaham has a significant meaning to the Tamil community. Talimbu means wound and aham means home. When put together, Talambaham signifies the wounds faced by the Tamil people due to the Tamil genocide and serves as a place where the Tamil people can come together and begin their healing. As a part of this museum, we have a mobile museum that has been featured at many events and has been a part of uh, the Toronto and Brampton City Halls, Queen's Park, Ottawa Parliament Hill and various other community events and community centres. And if you're interested in learning about the Tamil Genocide, we kindly uh, request you to visit tamilmuseum.com and see our Tanpaham exhibit online.
0: I think that is hands-down amazing with just how much impact you have on the Tamil community it's truly amazing and just all the diverse areas that you're talking about like sports and um, recreational like dancing um, and just all of the stuff that it signifies like it is so so important and I'm so happy to be able to speak to you on that For my follow up uh, question, I'd really like to get to know what Bill 104 means to you.
1: Before I begin, I would like to briefly talk about Bill 104 to those audience members who may not be familiar. So, Bill 104, Tamil Genocide Education Week Act, will mark the seven day period in each year, ending on May 18th as Tamil. Genocide Education Week. Bill 104 is very important to the Tamil community as it addresses the current effects of the trauma and intergenerational trauma that exists due to the ongoing Tamil genocide. This has been publicly confirmed by social workers, psychologists, and other researchers in Ontario. The ongoing uh, Tamil genocide in Sri Lanka has been a great cause of mental trauma for many Tamil Ontarians. Over 350,000 Tamil Ontarians call Ontario home. After the appointment of a Tamil MVP into office in 2018, the Tamil community, especially Tamil youth, kindly requested this individual to represent the Tamil community and ask for a bill that recognizes Tamil genocide but also educates Ontarians about the Tamil genocide and other genocides that have occurred in world history through the Tamil Genocide Education Week. Tamil youth felt that this bill will be instrumental in acknowledging the Tamil people's history and serves as the first step for the Tamil community to begin their healing process. This bill is not only important to myself but to over 350,000 Tamil Ontarians. They will be able to come together, educate one another, and honor the lives that were lost and gain a sense of hope for those who have suffered and are still are suffering. Coming around the GTA, CTYA, along with NCCT, the National Council of Canadian Tamils, has played a significant role in lobbying for Bill 104 to ensure the passing into the second meeting in 2019. As an organization, we have launched a letter-writing campaign and have reached out to thousands of Tamil students who directly wrote handwritten letters to their local MPPs and explained what Bill 104 means to them. Uh, CTYA and members of NCCT have also met with elected officials of all parties and have shared our stories and explained why we need Bill 104 as individuals, as a community and as a province. And we're continuing to work harder than ever to pass Bill 104 and if you are interested in joining our efforts, please send us an email to info@ctya.org, and we'd be happy to have you on board
0: yeah that is hands down amazing to just see the whole community come together for such an important cause like I'm honestly admired by it and you are right it is so important and just the impact that it has on mental state is just it's astounding and it's really important that we are getting to this topic and addressing it and really shedding light on it so thank you so much for Um, explaining what bill 104 is and the impact that it's going to have When we're taking into consideration the current events, such as the Jaffna student peaceful protest and the current Sri Lankan military occupation of the Tamil homelands, as well as the Instagram banning of the hashtags Tamil, Elam, and Elam, why do you think the accountability and justice is so important for the healing process of Tamils?
1: So when it comes to the banning of the hashtags of Tamil and Ilam, such acts of censorship promotes invalidation towards the struggles that we have faced as Tamils. Many Tamil youth use social media platforms as educational tools to learn about our struggle and to seek services to cope with the trauma that the struggle induces. With this censorship, we begin to lose some of our coping mechanisms. When talking about the destruction of the Muli Baikal monument that was designed and built by Jaffna students at the Jephna University in January of 2021, we begin to see that this particular form is a form of ongoing genocide as well. The destruction of this monument prevents the ability for these students who are constantly experiencing forms of genocide to cope and heal. Many of these students were suffering on the grounds during May 2009 or have had family and friends who have lost their lives or were injured by the brutal human rights violations towards the civilians. Destructing the monument promotes a message to the students that there isn't room for healing and that the ongoing process of justifying genocide is invalid. It's also important to note that our fellow youth back home in Elam are also undergoing a healing process that is different from ours. Living on bloodshed land can induce flashbacks of dark times in the past which can greatly impact their mental health and well-being. But we should be also aware that despite the end of the physical violence, there is heavy militarization that exists in the Northeast. The Tamil community lives in constant fear of these individuals as there are high rates for incarceration among Tamils in comparison to other races who live on the country. In addition, Tamils are required to face these militant officials which negatively contributes towards the mental health of the civilians, especially those suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Accountability and justice becomes vital through these issues, as mental health has been a stigmatized issue in our community. With such forms of oppression, students begin to experience further oppression when it comes to working on their mental health and well-being. And without the passing of Bill 104, the mental health and trauma will not be adequately addressed, as accountability is required to ensure that homogenicide is fact
0: exactly and like just everything that you're talking about like each thing is just building on top of the other and snowballing and it's not getting better unless we do something about it and bill 104 is the answer especially from everything that you're talking about and education has so much power and just talking about these things is going to proactively help the Tamil youth in the future so I think it's so important that you're mentioning that and then also I I love the part that you actually talked about how the healing process is different for the Tamils that are here compared to the ones that are back home because you're right you do have the tummel identity but the environment you're in can make a whole difference as well so thank you so much for sharing that. So, for my next question, I'd really like to hear some of your own personal firsthand stories about witnessing or experiencing the genocide um, through your own eyes. Like, what has been your experience?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, in May 2009, during the height of the Thamu genocide, I was a student and I was under the age of 15 and I lived in Ontario. And my experiences involved watching the news every day as we see our fellow family and friends run for their lives and hiding from the brutality that was being committed. Many of them did not make it, many of them are still imprisoned or have gone missing. There are still families wondering about their whereabouts. During the height of the genocide, I was one of the thousands of Tamil students who strongly expressed their concern for the people back home and joined forces with the Tamil community in Ontario in holding the perpetrators accountable for their actions. To shine light on this issue, the Tamil community mobilized at various locations including government buildings and protested. This resulted in several occasions where I did not attend school. It started to become difficult to explain to my teachers due to the lack of awareness and limited media attention the Tamil genocide had on mainstream media. My teachers were not well aware of the situation and were not equipped to support their students who were undergoing such experiences. This was definitely a stressful experience as the feeling of invalidation in the school settings and coming home to a household that was mourning losses every day took a toll on my mental health. And by working with Tamil youth, we have learned that Tamil youth and their families continue to suffer from intergenerational and historical trauma caused by the ongoing Tamil genocide. This is why passing the bill is so important. We can begin the healing process and have institutions like the school systems work towards educating and engaging in open conversations with students from other communities as well who are also victims of genocide. I was definitely not the one, not the only one who went through this in 2009. With current issues going on in the homeland, such as forced disappearances, land grabs, and heavy militarization, many of us have lost loved ones, where and are going through constant physical and mental abuse. This is where organizations like CTYA begin to work towards empowering the youth who are victims of intergenerational trauma, and we ensure that these youth are being acknowledged as sounding outstanding leaders of society, despite the trauma that we experience and are experiencing for decades
0: yeah that is so so important to share and that's something that a lot of us wouldn't really think about you know you attending a protest and then having to answer to your teachers um and whatever questions they have and then your peers just looking at the situation because you know not all teachers will kind of pull you to the side and be like hey what's going on you know sometimes they'll just flat out be like hey why weren't you here did you experience your teachers kind of pulling you to the side or did they just kind of ask outright and your peers kind of saw the unfolding of that as well
1: so in terms of my personal experiences i think it was I was expecting a lot of support in the sense sort of, like, oh, how can we help you all? But it becomes very difficult for the teachers' ends as well because Tamil genocide wasn't really talked about during that time. Like, there's only a perspective that's been showing on mainstream media. So it was also difficult for teachers to also address the situation and also help the Tamil students in their classrooms cope. So I think um, by passing this bill and kind of bringing Tamil genocide out there and bringing up the awareness side of things, um, teachers will be able to better understand where the Tamil community is coming from when it comes. To the mental health and trauma that we are facing, and then could better support us. So I think, um, I think if teachers had, if, if teachers had that support, or were able to um, be aware of where we're coming from and understand our history, it would uh, really help Tamil students out because um, we only we go to school um, at that age. We go to school, we go home, so we only have limited places to kind of talk about how we're feeling. And I think school is a very important place. And I think. If going forward if that's if that changes and teachers are able to support their students, it would really assist a lot of
0: tunnel students who are in school right now. Exactly. So you did mention the words intergenerational trauma a lot. Do you mind kind of breaking that down for our listeners just so they understand what that really means?
1: Yeah, so basically intergenerational trauma is the trauma that has inflicted upon Inflicted upon the next generation, um, who have not exactly experienced the traumatic experience that the previous generation has experienced. So, for example, my parents were immigrants, and they did flee from the country um, during the uh, during uh, the genocide. And the trauma that they experienced has inflicted upon um, their uh, their um, their children, such as me. And um, even though I wasn't there during the conflict. Um, experiences and the struggles that they had went through due to the trauma that they had to see um, was definitely pressuring on me and um, that also induces uh, some traumatic experiences on our end as
2: well.
0: Yeah, so it's really, really important like for you to break that down because not a lot of people know about that, um, you know, especially like with PTSD, um, it's really something that people think of, okay, it happens to you and then like... That's the end of it. But it goes on and it kind of like expands onto other people as well. So do you think the intergenerational trauma will be decreased with the Bill 104? Like moving forward, if you were to have kids, do you think the impact would be seen there?
1: That is the goal. We are hoping that uh, that will be the result. Um, we just need... We just need more acknowledgement that this intergenerational trauma exists, and with the necessary support services that is being provided, we can definitely reduce the amount of trauma that the future generation is going through. But also make them aware of what how their history has been paved, right? Because our, our stories of genocide has not ended; it's still ongoing. There are still events that are happening till this day um, that is that reflect that reflects genocide. So I think um, education as well can also really help.
0: Mm -hmm. and you mentioned genocide a lot like do you mind breaking down what that term means to you
1: yeah so uh to me genocide is deliberately killing a a a race or a large uh, group of people so um uh, forms of genocide does not necessarily have to be through physical war it can also be through assimilation it could also be through forced disappearances it could also be the erasure of culture so um, throughout the years there were a lot of events that occurred during our history that was kind of suppressing and trying to erase our um, common culture um, so that's kind of how we perceive as genocide and genocide has been ongoing um, since for decades now, it's not something that just was in 2009 and just stopped there. From the time in from the early thir- like the early 40s, we have been experiencing uh, several changes um, in the way that um, our country was being governed that kind of suppressed uh, the the ability to tam- for the, the sorry the ability for Tamil people to uh, express their culture, express who they are as Tamil, and to also identify as Tamil.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so important to explain and just talking about like how far the history really goes back and then marking down that it's not over yet, it's still continuing um, is a really important point that you've made. So my next question would be, uh, what are your key messages that you want our listeners to take away from this podcast?
1: Yeah, for sure. So most importantly, the Tamil community is taking responsibility to help preserve and safeguard our history and memories as it does fall on us. Tamil youth in Ontario carry this trauma caused by genocide and we must mobilize as Ontarians to work towards addressing this trauma as mental health and well-being is a large and ongoing issue that is faced by youth. Um, The Canadian Tamil Youth Alliance will be working towards educating Ontarians on the genocide through our mobile museum and we also have a website, website as I mentioned earlier TamilMuseum.com, and we encourage you all to share this resource with your family and friends to understand the issues that we face as Tamils over the decades and there are also many ways that you can show your support you can get involved with our campaigns and initiatives by following our page at uh, can tamil youth on instagram and twitter canadian tamil youth alliance on facebook or you can send us an email at info at and we will get connected and we can definitely um, start from there
0: yeah that is amazing and you mentioned that you're gonna share some resources with us as well so we'll definitely have those on our page so you can check that out as well as like the description box for this video um but yeah is there anything else that you want to add any key takeaway messages that maybe you want our listeners to pick up on
1: Yep, I just want to let everybody know that you know this support is um, the common community is looking for the uh, for the support from Ontarians. Uh, once uh, this bill gets passed, this will be something that will be implemented throughout the province. So we are looking for your support, and uh, yeah, uh, we're looking forward. Uh, if you have any questions or concerns, you're more than welcome to so send us an email, and we'll definitely be able to uh, get back to you on that.
0: Yeah, that is amazing. Um, And it's really nice to have a special space for youth. Um, It's really, really empowering. And me being a youth myself, I think um, this is something that really is showing that we have a voice and we should use it. And this is like really important because it's bringing all of the communities. together like this isn't like yes the Tamil community is very strong and them coming together is great but it's a change that everyone realistically needs to get on board with so as a society we need to get up together and we'll rise and be stronger together so thank you so much for speaking with me about this and discussing the bill and all of the work you've put into and just your personal story as well it was so empowering and I think it's really going to help our listeners feel a connection to the Tamil community and realize that their voices can be used.
1: Thank you so much Safa as well and honestly uh, your organization has been doing some great work um, addressing a lot of human rights violations that are happening around the, around the globe. It's really important because I think everybody needs to heal together. There's a lot of things that are going on in this world and we need to support each other and having podcasts and having organizations like yourselves um, kind of highlight these issues. It kind of brings awareness to the other issues that are out there. And it's better that we all learn about each other's struggles so that we can also support each other because at the end of the day,
0: we're all one, we're all human and we should be there for each other. Exactly. Thank you so much.
2: My name is Christine and I'm the Faculty Coordinator for the World University Services of Canada, known as WUSC, at Ontario Tech University. And I will be discussing how Bill 104 relates to WUSC's work. The World University Services of Canada is a leading Canadian non-profit organization comprised of a diverse network of students, volunteers, schools, governments, and businesses who share the vision of a better world for all young people worldwide. WUSC focuses on three main pillars in their mission, improving access to quality education improving quality training and employment-related services while supporting inclusive and sustainable economies, and empowering youth, especially women and refugees, to create a positive contribution towards a more inclusive and equitable world. In more than 25 countries around the globe, WUS is dedicated in supporting newcomers to Canada with their commitment to providing improved access to resettlement necessities such as educational and economic opportunities and working alongside other organizations with refugee-related initiatives and programs to create more welcoming communities and overall positive lifelong changes through their Signature Student Refugee Program. WISC also equips its local committees with resources, training, and experiential knowledge to prepare volunteers in the responsibility of implementing and organizing campus-based public engagement through campaigns, activities, and initiatives relating to refugees, international development, and cross-cultural dialogue such as responsibly raising awareness about forced migration, educating the public about challenges that refugees face, and advocating for the rights of refugees. Bill 104, known as the Tamil Genocide Education Week Act, was brought forward by Tamil Canadian MPP Vijay Thanigasalam, which is a proclamation to dedicate May 12 through May 18 as a period for all Ontarians to encourage education and raise awareness for global and historical genocides, specifically the Tamil genocide perpetuated by the Sinhala Buddhist-centric Sri Lankan government during the civil war which lasted from 1983 to 2009. Through this podcast, it is evident and extremely essential that WUSC stands by this cause as it focuses on the education and empowerment concept of our mission to publicly recognize, stay aware, and condemn this crime against humanity, to prevent history from repeating itself, while also honoring the lives lost and help to give hope, healing, and reconciliation for the lives left suffering. With that being said, we'd like to extend our gratitude to Gajani once again for her contribution to the Tamil community and for our listeners for supporting us thus far.